Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard. But now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Hey there, and welcome to Sassy Speaks, the podcast for everything Hong Kong. I'm your host, Sarmai, and here are three things you should know about me. I'm part of Team Sassy. Pop culture is my jam, and I love talking to anyone and everyone. Every week, I'll be sitting down with two awesome guests. We'll be having candid conversations about everything Hong Kong. From all the dating tips to managing your personal finances, we're not holding anything back. Here we go. East meets West, home of dim sum, the gateway to China. We've heard it all before, but what's it really like to live here? Have you been up the peak? taken the Star Ferry, and watched the light show a million times? Hong Kong is more than a tourist attraction, people. Here with their insights on our unique city, it's Nancy and Virginia. Well, thank you guys both for being here with us today. Um, I'm really excited to get into this topic because I think um, Hong Kong is a place that has a lot of misconception attached to it. Uh, I went to school in America and I will say that a lot of my friends asked some pretty weird, ignorant questions while I was there. <laughs> or their entire perception of Hong Kong was from Rush Hour 2, which is a great movie, but doesn't necessarily highlight the many, many wonderful aspects of Hong Kong <laughs> there are to love. So I kind of wanted to get you guys both in um, and chat to chat about like the culture and society of Hong Kong and the kind of you guys have a very unique perspective on it that I'm going to let you both explain your backgrounds. But um, we really just wanted to know, you know, how do you really embrace Hong Kong's city culture and how do you make it home? But before we get started, I would love for you guys to introduce yourselves. Just tell us who you are and a little bit more about what brought you out here and what you do right now. Yeah, so my name is Virginia Chan, and I'm not from Hong Kong, but my parents are, so these are my roots. Um, I was born and raised in Vancouver, BC, so I'm a CBC Canadian-born Chinese. I like to say that my uh, parts are from Hong Kong, but I was made and assembled in Canada. Moved to Hong Kong six years ago, really wanted to be in the really big corporate scene, so I was in HR for a couple of banks, and as of two years ago, I now run my own tour company, and I'm a tour guide, and the company's name is called Humid with a Chance of Fishballs. It's really humid in Hong Kong, and I'm um, talking about fishballs. Some people know what it is, and some people don't, so it's a great icebreaker. I'm Nancy. I don't think a lot of my followers know who I am or my name. I would choose not to disclose where I'm from, but I'm actually not from Hong Kong. My parents are not from Hong Kong, so I'm like a 
total ex- expat. Um, I moved to Hong Kong six years ago, just like Virginia, but for a very different reason. I came here for college, so I studied for five years, and now I'm working at marketing agency. And on the side, I uh, make memes for HKMMA. Cool. So before we get started into our, our topic of conversation, my quick little icebreaker for you guys. It's all Hong Kong themed. So it's a quick true or false, and I'm going to let you both answer what you think is right, and then I'll tell you whether you are correct. Um, so number one. At the time of its founding, the Star Ferry used to take one hour to get from Hong Kong to TSD. True or false? Um, I think the last time I took ferry was like a year ago, so I have no idea. Usually it's like now is 20 minutes, right? So I think... to TSD? More like eight, probably. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's Oh, shit. Okay, sorry. (laughs) Uh, No, I think it's false for me. I'm just going to go with false. (sighs) It is in fact true. I have a feeling I'll learn more about Hong Kong from this podcast than I ever did in the past <laughs> six years. Yeah. yeah. All right, number two. You can rollerblade or even skateboard around Ocean Park as an easier way to get around. They'll even let you rent it. True or false? False. I'm going to go as false, too. Damn. I was hoping someone would say true. It is, in fact, false. You cannot ride or move a device with a shoe. I think the exact line is, they state that you can't ride or move any device or shoe fitted with wheels in the park. All right. Despite the terrible air quality, Hong Kong has the highest life expectancy in the world. Oh, true. Okay, I'm just going to go with true because she nodded her hair. It is Nodded her head. I was looking at you like that. Definitely from 2016. Um, Okay, number four, which is my personal favorite fact, um, if it's true or false. Hong Kong is the wine drinking capital of Asia. False. True. It is, in fact, true. Because there's wine and dine festival. And apparently, a typical Hong Kong adult drinks 5.4 liters of wine a year on average. Well, I want to get stuck into our conversation. So first, I'd love to hear... um, are you a Hong Kong local or transplant? I know we kind of talked about this, but what's your connection um, on a deeper level to the city? My story is really not yeah. that great at all. So when I was in high school, I applied to all these different universities, and HKU gave me unconditional offer, and I didn't really want to study in my rest of my senior year, so I came here. But also, I was living in Singapore beforehand, mm-hmm. so I thought it would be like kind of a similar environment yet. Yeah different countries so I decided to come here I think for me personally it was because I wanted to kind of discover my roots what it is is Vancouver Mm -hmm. is kind of like a little Hong Kong so there's stuff that I knew but there's also stuff I didn't know and it was always like these gaps of knowledge so I knew that I had to eat mooncake for moon um, mid-autumn festival I just always was the why like so I kind of um, I came over to Hong Kong and I started a blog Mm -hmm. to help kind of teach also people from um, Vancouver that were also kind of like first generation um, born in Canada these different things and so that kind of led me to where I am now with a food tour company and that sort of thing so it's definitely discovering my own roots and then educating people on that and so lots of my roots are based around say for example Wang Po is a place I live and that's where we have a tour um, we're starting a tour in Sam Po and that's because that's where my grandma lives um, oh. that's also where my dad grew up so so it's also really cool, yeah. So would love to hear what you guys thought was in store for you when you moved, whether it was for uni or just to rediscover your roots. What would you say was your expectation and did Hong Kong meet it or is it something completely different to what you thought? To be honest, 
I, funny enough, had really low expectations because I thought that there would be way too many people for my liking. So I come from Vancouver in Canada. There's a lot of space and I just didn't think I could deal with the crowd. So my expectation, I guess, was quite low. So anything would have exceeded that. And I think in a way it made me really adapt to Hong Kong and like it a lot more because um, I didn't get disappointed, so to speak. Yeah, and so I've learned to love the crowds and the atmosphere. It's kind of like my family. <laughs> They're really loud. Oh, that's so nice. My story's very different. I had really high expectation. I, when I first, actually, it took me a while for me to get used to Hong Kong. I think one of the biggest problems was language. I would have had no idea that actually not a lot of people speak English as much as they do back in Singapore. But then for some reason, like, they put Singapore. They always do compare Singapore to Hong Kong. So when I got here, I couldn't talk to Cha Chan Tang lady. I couldn't even take a cab because you know, like if you don't speak Cantonese, they will just kick you out. Um, so for that, my reality for the uh, first few years was quite difficult. But now I uh, actually purposely took Cantonese lesson, so I can go to all these local kiosk or talk shop by myself and you know order stuff by myself. So it's gone a lot. My reality has gotten a lot better. Have you found it hard to make Hong Kong home in that sense and like find people that you can like relate to, talk to? I think for me, unfortunately, it's been, or fortunately, it's been relatively easy because one, I have a set of grandparents here. And then a year after I came out, my cousin came out. And then from Vancouver, there's a bunch of friends that I know that was, is here as well. And then before being a tour guide, because I think being a tour guide can be somewhat isolating because everybody I meet is not from here. So everybody I meet, I don't see them really ever again. So it's hard to make friends. But before I used to work at a workplace. So then there would be usually the administrative staff or a lot of people there used to be locals. And then there would be expats. And then it was much easier to meet friends. But once again, Hong Kong is very transient. A lot of the expats, you meet friends and then they leave. I agree. And it's, yeah, it's, there's a cycle, right? Yeah. And now I, I find that I have my permanent crew and then I don't ever expand on that. And now that's something I, I try to do now just to meet more people. Right now, I do uh, consider Hong Kong as my Hong Kong. <laughs> hashtag oh, Hong Kong. Hashtag Hong Kong. Yeah, uh, but actually, first few years, just like any other college students, I struggle a bit. I had no families or friends here, so my friends uh, circle changed quite a lot. Right now, I do have a like a set of like solid French uh, friends group, but I would like to expand on what Virginia said earlier. So I realized Hong Kong people are extremely clicky because a lot of people are born and raised here so like they form their cliques uh, starting from high school or college and they never expand base, uh, beyond that so it was actually quite a uh, hard for me to infiltrate those group in the beginning but now uh, they welcome me with open arms um, something I find quite difficult in Hong Kong is bridging the gap between the like quote unquote expat groups and the local groups that's um, what my guests always say yeah. they always say that oh we get ignored at a restaurant or they think really negatively and I say it's not that it's probably because the wait staff they're most concerned about their own English levels and they're very apologetic towards that so that's why a lot of times or maybe sometimes they pretend to ignore you because they don't want to be the person that has to speak in their English because they're very self-conscious about it and mm. so I have to explain it to them they're like oh yeah. it's not our problem like, yeah. no 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 it's just because they're really but once you get to know them they're 
I think people in Hong Kong or locals, they're very, um, what do you call it, slow to warm up. But once you get into their inner circle, they're very welcoming and they're very, very nice. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard. But now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I think it can be really difficult. Like experiences like that make me not want to like even try. Right. It's like how do you get past that? Like how do you, you took Cantonese lessons, which is amazing because I think a lot of people don't mm-hmm. even want to try that because it's hard. Um, I actually think quite different. Um, I do agree with what Virginia said, like how local people might be um, insecure about speaking English. So that's why they don't approach us or anything. But I think from expat point of view, you need to learn some kind of basic Cantonese when you go to restaurants. Like, you know, I always say Ingman Taitan, which is like English menu or like Maitan. I think you need to learn those and for you to... Be, you to um, you know fulfill that customer role. You can't just like walk into this foreign environment mm-hmm. expect them to you know just like uh, adhere to your needs. Oh, yeah. That's right. what I what I think. In my opinion. This might raise um, eyebrows uh, for a lot of people. I do think that sometimes expats uh, think that they're little better than local. Like they come off that way, and locals do think that these guaylos are not. Um, <clears throat> respecting my, our culture, not speaking our language. So I do think that ex- when expats want to approach locals, they want to kind of be humble, you know, just lower down a little bit and then be really honest and be approachable to these local people. But what would you guys say is like your favorite part about Hong Kong's culture? I think you can meet so many damn interesting people here. If you live in, like, let's say where I'm from, we're a very racially homogenous nation. So when there's a foreigner, it's just like, whoa, like, where's this person from? I don't understand him, whatever. But in Hong Kong, anyone can come or leave anytime they want, and they wouldn't care. I don't know, happen to talk to these people, there's, like, there's always an interesting story about them. I do meet a lot of people from all over the world, and they're also yeah. very interesting. So in terms of me, I think what I like 
And so, because my family is obviously Cantonese and they're from Hong Kong, so they are very loud. So when I come to Hong Kong, oh. I actually have learned to really enjoy the hustle and bustle and just like the atmosphere of everything is going off at once. So right. I actually find visiting any sort of wet market to be very relaxing. <laughs> um, also, another thing I like to like about Hong Kong's culture is the creativity. Even our advertisements, promotional. Yeah. Products, everything like that. Sometimes they're just so ingenious and creative. Like, what's what's your favorite thing to like unwind for in like a Hong Kong? Like, how do you just like relax in Hong Kong? Uh, it's not really Hong Kong related though. But I do go, uh, yoga every day. I'm not oh, an expert right. or anything. Uh, I just recently started like eight months ago. But I sometimes like these. Uh, there's a lot of great yogis in Hong Kong at the moment, and then they do host like outdoor yoga, um, mm -hmm. like a class in Tamar Park. Yeah, there's a lot. That. There's a lot of outdoor on fitness. Sundays in the morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I do like to attend one of those. Um, so that's how I unwind, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Definitely discovering new food, old or new. Um, <laughs> so I love brunch. I know it's not old Hong Kong food, but you know, um, on my free time. My, all my friends are foodies, and then they're also Instagrammers. So they always want to have the newest food fad where they take a photo of yeah. it. So we do a little bit of that. And then, you know, some new restaurants or old restaurants that, that's been around for 50 years or so, and I've never tried, then we'll go try. So it's great because some of my friends are really local, so they get Apple Daily, and they do all of the local videos. And then I have some people that follow Sassy Hong Kong religiously, and then Instagrammers. <laughs> so it's a good mix, I would say. Really don't get Hong Kong breakfast. Like the one, <laughs> the comfort the, food, the macaroni with chicken stock. Oh I don't get it. <laughs> It's just comfort food. So funny thing, in Vancouver, we have, I live on top of a mall that also serves similar Hong Kong salad things. So I love it. So, and all, and I always get set menu A because set menu A is always the, um, the ham and egg toast and then the macaroni with a little bit of shredded ham on top. And I just, I absolutely love it. Yeah. Um, I wanted to quickly ask you actually, Virginia, what did you know this was missing in Hong Kong that you decided to yeah, quit your corporate job and start Human with a Chance of Visuals. Great name. Every time I say it, I'm like, I love this. <laughs> I think it was a little bit of both me being selfish and also for the greater good, I guess. So me being selfish in the way that I wanted to learn all these things, but at least then call it a career. So do something I love. And another thing was when we try, like, we travel, right? People in Hong Kong love to travel. And so I remember going to Laos and having nobody that spoke English. And we used TripAdvisor, but the TripAdvisor was really bad. The top restaurants were full of expats and the food wasn't authentic. And we really wanted authentic local food. So me and my friend went to a place that had a lot of local people, but none of them spoke English. And I literally took her around and I just looked at what everybody was eating and I pointed to various dishes. Mm -hmm. And so me, that is... That is exactly what I try to do. I try to bridge the east-wide, um, east-west gap despite the language barrier for the guests so they can get the same local hospitality. Because once locals know that someone can speak Cantonese, they're very friendly and they yeah, want to know everything mm -hmm. about you, where you're from, mm -hmm. if you guys are related, everything like that. So that's what I try to do. I try to get people to try local, authentic food, stuff that you might not necessarily find in a tour guidebook. If it's written up in a tour guidebook, I don't really want to bring them there. So that's why I chose Wampoas to start. Mm. Just to quickly wrap things up, 
that, but I want to ask you guys, like, what do you think people who are listening to this right now can do to connect with the city, with the culture? Step out of your comfort zone and just do something new. Go to a new area and just explore, walk around it. I think you should, just like in any other city, I think you should travel alone. If it's if, um, in your context where my friend is visiting, actually my cousin is visiting in one week and she's going to travel alone the whole time, then I highly recommend that because... You know, you just need to experience it by yourself without my help there. I mean, it's not much of a help, but if I speak <laughs> a little bit of Cantonese, you know, there won't be much of an opportunity for her to actually learn how the communication works and etc. Well, thank you guys both for you. your really fun insights on Hong Kong. Before we wrap up, uh, a couple of things for you guys. One, where can we find you on the internet? You can find me on Instagram at I like fishballs, plural. <laughs> Oh, I love that name. <laughs> because humid with a chance of fish balls was too long. Yeah. But on Facebook, it's humid with a chance of fish balls. Okay. Cool. Um, I'm on Instagram at HK Meme. I also have a personal page, uh, Instagram page called HK Judges. So if you have time, please follow both of the pages. <laughs> Finally, just to wrap up, we have one final segment for you guys. Um, but before we begin this segment slash game, I'd love to know in one line, your definition of the word sassy. The word sassy, not the brand. We know that. But the word. What does sassy mean to you? The girls who know how to enjoy life, but also just like, can, I don't know, it's just be as bitchy as you want, but in a nice way, but just you know, live your life yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. She's the girl that speaks her mind, has an opinion, and she's basically the girl boss. Cool. Yeah. So the game that we're going to play is called Sassy or Not Sassy. And okay. I'm going to throw out a couple of Hong Kong related things for you. Okay. So you can tell me whether they're sassy or not sassy. Okay. Okay, cool. All right, number one stinky tofu. No. Sassy. Hell <laughs> no. no. I thought it was going to be two, and then I went to Shanghai and actually had some very like It's just the sauce. You just have to smother it in sauce, yeah. and that's it. I will second that opinion. I went to Taiwan and I went to Jiofen, and yeah. they have lots of stinky tofu there. I'm so sorry. I really couldn't take the smell. Deep fried or non deep fried? Deep fried is better than the one they also, ones they have in hot pot. Yeah, it's just like I never really <laughs> yeah <laughs> took interest in it. Yeah, I just walked away. Yeah. All right, uh, number two, the black rainstorm warning. Oh, not sassy. Yeah, not sassy. Oh. I love the black rainstorm warning because then I don't get to go to work. It's but what happens if you're already at work? That's true. Then you're stuck there forever. Yeah. Right. You make a fair point. <clears throat> um, okay, number three, chirwa. Sassy. Sassy. Oh my God. Really? Sassy. It's expensive, but it hits the spot. It hits the spot. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, number four, Dragon's Back. I've never been. What? No. Okay, I'm going to say not sassy. Very unpopular opinion, but I think it's overrated. I also will agree with that unpopular opinion and say I agree with that. There's I think there's a lot of bad yeah. yeah. That one and the Dragon's Rack sometimes is so crowded that you're just like hiking behind people. I feel like I know the answer to this one. Uh, Admiralty MTR, a rush hour. Oh, not sassy. I just don't go there. It's just not sassy, I guess. I yeah, yeah. You, I, I used to get off work at there. Yeah? Oh, oh yeah. Because yeah. yeah. my work is at one chai, so, like, so it's good. Like, I like it because people get off there, yeah. so it's like right. more space, but it's yeah. the next station, so it doesn't matter, yeah. Um, and last but not least, my personal favorite, lining up in Causeway Bay for free samples. Huh? I, don't really see, I don't really see that much, but I will, let's talk about the bubble tea. 
How people line up for not just bubble tea. It's the the milk with the black sugar yeah. pearls. Yes, that one. It's the tiger sugar. sugar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, anyways, good. We'll, we'll talk about food forever at this point, but I'm going to wrap it up. Thank yeah. you guys so much for being a part of our podcast. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for inviting yeah. us. Thanks. Yeah. So that's all for today, folks. Hope you enjoyed yourself and learned something new from our guests. If you want to dive deeper into today's topic, we've got all the information you need, as well as some extra reading in the show notes, as well as on our website. If you've liked what you've heard, be sure to subscribe, review, and share our podcast with your friends, your family, your next door neighbors, strangers on the street. Hey, it could be the best conversation starter. You can find us anywhere on social media at Sassy Hong Kong if you want to connect with our team some more. We couldn't have made this podcast without the help of some amazing people, so a big thank you to our producer Susie and the team at Create Productions. Without our guests, we literally wouldn't have anything to talk about. So as always, show them some love and follow them on the internet. And finally, the biggest thank you to you, our listeners, for joining us along the way. This has been Sassy Speaks. Sarmai out. I'm Andrea, founder of a boutique handbag brand, Andy, and this is why I switched to Shopify. I tried three other platforms prior to Shopify, and I remember my breaking point was when I would try to make one little change, and my entire site would go down. Shopify made it really easy for me to shift everything over and hit the ground running. I was able to migrate my products and all of my customer information over. Get a one dollar per month trial period at Shopify.com/listen. Go to Shopify.com/listen to take your business to the next level today. 